Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 322. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and tonight we're going to talk about the Boston Bruins and the next winner of the step. No, we're not. I hate hockey. Come on. Let's move on and talk some football here, goddammit. Okay, so what's bothering your ass these days? Well, you know what's bothering mine? Is the, this, the shit that's coming out of particularly Winnipeg about the BC Lions paying this astronomical amount of money to uh, Mike Riley to be quarterback. And, oh, my God, the, the Lions are over the cap. They can't put out a, a team. They can't do anything at all because they've just paid their quarterback too much goddamn money. And it's just, oh, my God, the team is, might as well fold up, pack up, and go home. Okay? But my question is, didn't Calgary pay Bo Levi Mitchell like twenty five grand less? And what the hell is 25 grand? It's only half a player. It's not even half a player. So if BC is so fucking out of control with their spending, why, why, why does Calgary not? And yeah, I know BC picked up Suk Chung for 260K and they uh, got Brian Burnham in there at, at 200K and, and uh, drawn Carter at a, a buck and a quarter, which happens to be the same thing that Winnipeg paid for Chris Williams. Um, but, you know, we're just going on and on and on about how out of control BC spending is and Calgary is not. Now, I know John Hoffnagel's got a much better control on, on his spending. And basically, he will say that, you know what, you want to make the big money? Yeah, go to another team. And he finds stud after stud after stud to play football on his team. And yeah, and that's it. And as soon as they get too big for their britches and they think they're worth more than they are, then uh, bye-bye. Go to another team. And we just saw that with uh, Mika Johnson. Uh, and we saw it with Derek Dennis. And we saw it with uh, a plethora of other people in the Calgary organization. And I understand that. And I also understand that Ed Hervey at this point in time is trying to build a team. And he had to do that partly, partly through free agency and partly through, you know, building a team through rookies. And, and there's going to be, what, what did they say, 50 new faces, including players and coaches at the um, – training camp this year oh my good lord okay so just a whole pile of things to doing and so i just i don't understand why the shit's coming down to bc lions now the only thing that we can honestly come up and think about is will mcdonald put it up it's because you assholes out there hate me and you're just coming down on me christopher jones and you pick it on the bc lions that doesn't make any sense at all because hey just because i'm an asshole doesn't mean the team's no good so, no, that doesn't make sense either. So, uh, well, although I, li- I understand what you're saying, and, and there's a possibly that a good chunk of people don't like me. In fact, they actually hate me, and I could care less because – and, you know, I'm talking to Rod Peterson the other day, uh, actually this morning, and uh, he, I said, you know, that we have two things in common. The masses hate us. And he goes, he doesn't give a shit what other people think of him. And I go, well, neither do I. And they never have. So, you know, hey, we'll just move on. I'm not going to say I compare myself with Rod Peterson because I don't. But, you know, there are we have a lot of common things. I'm a BC Lions fan. He's a Ryder fan. We like pissing off Bomber fans. Uh, that's common. 
so, you know, we just carry on. And uh, actually, I loved Rod's comment on that today, this morning, because I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you because it was actually really funny. Uh, I said, the other thing that we have in common is Lions fan, Riders fan. It's fun to piss off Bomber fans, 30 years and counting. I know that it's only 28, but it's fun. It, it sure upsets them. And Mark gets pissed off at this all the time. And Rod's response is, I try not to pick on them too much. They're deeply damaged. <laughs> I love it. Way to go, Rod. You're my hero today. Um, yeah. So anyhow, let's uh, move on, talk some football and see where we're going. Let's open up the mics and welcome in the panel. First up, we got Will McDonald from Calgary. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm 100% right. Okay. You're 100% on right. You hand, think that it's because I'm an asshole. Hand, maybe, maybe they're upset BC spent so much money on Mike Riley because believe I Mitchell is a better quarterback. Oh, um, fuck off. Saying. You know that that's not okay. true. No, 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 I'm just saying. Believe I Mitchell's a mediocre quarterback. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the reason, okay? Grossly overpaid. overpaid. Now I understand why people hate you signing Mike Riley, okay? Because they're probably thinking you're grossly overpaid and you had to get rid of Solly and you had to get rid of Lambala and you had to get rid of all those guys and then to top it all off, you paid Deron Carter, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season. Twenty five. On. I think I it was can, only one hundred twenty five grand. I can see why people hate BC. I'm just saying that. And I and understand. No, you I don't, don't hate BC. Okay? They don't hate BC. They're scared of them. They should be terrified. I don't hate BC because I don't hate BC because they've been so terrible for such a long time that I'm looking for improvement. Okay? We're all looking I even for thought, improvement. I I even thought two years ago I'd put the willy spin on them to see if they could win and they still didn't win and i picked them almost in every freaking game okay so i think that that traumatized could have been could have been but what are you gonna do i mean it is what it is but yeah and once again all these things that all these people are saying it doesn't really matter because we'll find out we'll find out Eventually. i don't give a shit what we'll find out says. I still As I said off the air, there's amazing how many stupid people there are out there. But you know, hey, I, I don't still, want to say I, that on, on well, the air. No, and I still, believe, I still believe Matt Nichols is not a good quarterback. And then our buddy Jared today said talking about Strebler as the <laughs> better than half the starting quarterbacks in the CFL. I'm not necessarily going to disagree with it, but we don't know that because he hasn't really played. Well, my so, point on Strebler is we said the same thing about James Franklin. We said the same yes, thing about did. Jonathan Jennings. We said the same thing about a lot of different quarterbacks. Oh, my God, this is the, the next second coming of, of, of Warren Moon. And they, they, they fall on their face. And some of them survive, and some of them exist, and some of them fail miserably. I mean – in reality, I mean, I think Zach Caleros is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, but his, has he ever lived up to expectations? Certainly not mine. And he's a starting quarterback. So how can you say that about Strebler? It just it blows my mind. I, it, it's actually hysterical that Jared actually believes the, his own bullshit. I agree. You're, you're 100% accurate on that, Will. 100%. Okay, speaking of out-of-control, ridiculous bomber fans, uh, fans, let's open up the mic for Mark. Mark Weddle, how you doing, buddy, and welcome to the show. 
I'm an introduction, well. eh? Yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah, the, the you know, just let's letters. just be honest right off the bat here, Mark. We all do love you, even though you're a Bomber fan, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um... Hey, Mark, I don't, I don't, I don't love you, Mark, because you went to Churchill. <laughs> you know, yeah, the Bomber fans are a little extreme on it right now. I almost say BC could be in trouble come September, and not just because of Riley, because of the whole amount of money they spent on a lot of players. We'll see. You know, they they're getting rid of some salaries. And, uh, I find the whole thing entertaining with you and Jared. It's quite funny. I like Strebler. I think so he do could. I. I think he could be good, but right now all I am seeing is Damon Allen maybe that's bigger and can't throw as much. All the kid does is run the ball. Yeah. So until I see him actually throwing completions downfield, no. Nah. He's a backup, and that's where he's going to be. I mean, I did look at the stats because I just wanted to shoot Jared down. And uh, Strubler's stats actually look pretty good from last year. I think he got like 11 touchdowns, 1,100 yards. Not bad for a backup. No. And what, did he start three or four games, and he was in, you know, another half dozen? Yeah. So those are pretty good numbers for the amount of play that he had. So I have to give the kid credit, okay? And I'll do that. But, you know, he's not the second coming. He's not a messiah not over here. Not yet. Not could yet. be. Could be, but he could be another James Franklin. I mean, what did Toronto pay for that guy? And, oh, what is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't right. know. And, to your, it, and it's exactly the same thing because, you know what? We used to see James Franklin periodically in Edmonton, and he looked great. And he, look at what there he was did a lot last of wow. year. There's yeah, no wow. Look at what he did last year. And, no wow. And when you're the man, then let's see if you can perform. It's that simple. That, exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, and, and, and Jonathan Jennings, I used him as an example. And when he got thrown in as the third string quarterback, all of a sudden became the starter. Because if you remember, we had Travis Lule went down and then, I better open up Charles's mic here because he can help me. Uh, who's the old guy that retired? It's the guy that played down in the NFL, and I'm trying to remember his name, and it's not uh, – God, I cannot remember it. I'll think of it. It'll just take me a minute, but I know who you're talking about. So, you know, it, so Jonathan Jennings wasn't even the backup. He was the backup backup. John Beck. John, John Beck. Beck, exactly. John Beck there. Yes. And John Beck got injured like in halfway through his first start, and Jonathan Jennings got thrown in under the bus and actually came out and kicked ass for over 5,000 yards. Yep. So, you know, it, it, what, what do you – you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah, you can. You ask him to repeat it the next year, and he couldn't do it. And you can't say that's because teams didn't have film on him in the first season because he was there for a long time. You don't get 5,000 yards without people taking film of you. So he, something happened to him in that offseason. He got cocky, wanted a new salary. Uh, he thought he was better than the rest. It was, came natural to him. He didn't have to work as hard. I don't know what his excuse is, but something just took it away from him. Now, hopefully he grew up and matured over in Ottawa, and then Ottawa's going to see a, a resurgent over there because, let's face it, Trevor Harris was no, 
nothing awesome in Ottawa. He he did he was the best in the East, but shit, that didn't take much. So no, you know, coming coming Trevor Harris coming into Edmonton, and we're gonna find his true colors real quick. I don't think it, Edmonton is not gonna be as good as what everybody thinks they're gonna be. I really don't think I don't see it. I, I think they're gonna be fighting the Riders for the basement. But you know, who am I to say on that one? Charles, how you doing, buddy? What? What's what's up with I'm you? Good. What do you got to say what on mean? any of this? Oh well, I do think it's interesting, and I have noticed that a lot of the um, a lot of the um, um, hatred, or I don't know if I would call it hatred, but a lot Let's of the uh, negative comments towards yeah towards the Lions. And you're right, Calgary did essentially the exact same thing, and they're not getting um, anywhere near the same kind of flack that PC's getting. I don't understand why that is. Um, it, it seems ridiculous to me. It's, uh, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But, I mean, hey, you you, were gonna, you want uh, a top-level quarterback, you've got to pay the money. So... Um, yeah, uh, it doesn't make any sense, but we'll we'll let the play on the field talk. People, I think, are underestimating the Lions team. I think the Lions team are actually um, going to surprise some people this year. Well, they're going to surprise really Jared because he's he's calling him in at what sixth or seventh place in the in the entire league, and that that's, yeah, that's like think... hilarious and ridiculous. Yep, so. it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, oh, how can I'm, how can your ha- anger uh, blind you so badly? BC may have the best re- receiving core in the league. Year, Twenty-eight years and counting. That's how. Anybody anybody know how old Jared is? Twenty-eight. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. I'm not positive, but I think he's been alive for one cup. <laughs> oh, okay. but he, but he was probably four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I, I'm looking at his profile just to see if he had his his uh, age up there, the year he was born, or anything like that, right? But it it says friend requests only from people I know in person. Sorry, Jared. We're friends. Hmm. Have you ever met me? No, he hasn't. But that's okay. And what's the big deal in Winnipeg about this statue outside a church that got beheaded? Who the fuck would do that? That's funny. Not not funny, but it it, it it's bizarre. I mean, I'm not a religious person in any way, shape, or form, but don't desecrate other people's beliefs. Come on, grow up. Uh, I'm not surprised they're tearing down statues of people left and right all over all over the place. So this I is just know, someone but... taking the taking matters into their own hands. Okay, Charles, you put is. this thing up. What was this? The oh yeah, governor's approve a sale. Approve the sale of the Alouettes to Vince Guzzo. This is a guy that's actually been. Uh, talked about in a, a lot in the last couple of weeks, and apparently the CFL Board of Governors have approved uh, the sale to him. So this is just coming in right now. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, this came in like three minutes ago. 
Wow, congratulations, Montreal Alouettes. Congratulations, uh, Montreal Alouette fans. You guys are back in business and legitimized and, and moving on. I, it, this is awesome. Great news to yeah. the league. And uh, you know what? I, we, we have to applaud Robert Wetnall for what he did to the Alouettes. He's owned them since 1997, and he's kept this team. He brought them back from the brink of insolvency, and uh, he, he, he made a team out of it. And they won Grey Cups. They did a lot of things. But age is a bad thing for most people. And he got old, and his kids had no desire to carry on or no ability to carry on. What are they saying? They're going to change the name? Did I see something here? Uh, I didn't read the story that closely. One of the comments was, boo to the name change. They're the Montreal Alouettes. Don't mess with tradition. It won't sell a single extra ticket. So somewhere in this article, it says that they're going to change the name. What are they going to change the name to? They're going to go back to the Concords. The Montreal that, No, man, that, that was a sinking well, ship, man. You might as well name. call them the Montreal Titanics. <laughs> hey, I've got the Dairy Queen ice cream cups out of that helmet. Um, I'm reading it real fast, and I don't see anything oh, about it. Oh, I'm trying to... Um, oh, here oh we they want to the, change it to Quebec Alouettes. From Montreal Alouettes to the Quebec Alouettes. Really, uh, I don't I, really. I don't, I don't understand the, the really. rationale behind that. Well, I do understand the rationale behind it, but it really limits the concept of us having a, another team in the Quebec City area, which would be is a pretty big football town, and that may be a way of doing it. Unless he's planning on moving them on out of Montreal because Montreal doesn't have a stadium. Yeah, I don't like it. That's entirely possible, Christopher. I mean, really, Montreal doesn't have a stadium. They have no desire to build them a stadium, and and it's just well, it's not. Actually, I, I, I saw a thing earlier today uh, on Sportsnet that there's been a deal reached to develop a plot of land in Montreal. I'm looking at it right now. Where now this is for a group wanting to bring uh, Major League Baseball back to Montreal. But I'm just wondering if maybe they could make it work out a deal where they can both use the stadium. Now, I don't know if that's foot, the case. Foot, football but, and a baseball stadium do not go together well at all. I know. It looks stupid. No, we at had all. that here. It was terrible. They had it in Rogers Place, Rogers Stadium, right? The Blue Jays and, and the stadium. Argonauts. It was terrible. Yeah. So let's, uh, we're going to have to work on this name change thing and deal with it. What do you guys think? Will, Quebec what's your Alouette. thoughts on it? Um, Come on, real quick. Crap. Crap. Okay, good, crap. good. I, I, I expected that, but you, sure. And Charles, you kind of think the same way? I don't know. I, I think it just should just stay the Montreal Alouette. Like you said, there's, there could at some point down the road be looking at um, a team in Quebec City, and it, uh, if you've already got a team called the Quebec Alouettes, I think it's—I don't think that really works. I, I don't like it personally. Okay. I mean, we do have the BC Lions, and that is the and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So we do have teams that encompass the entire province. Uh, 
uh, there's at least two of them out there because they're the only two provinces that really only have one team except for Winnipeg. Yeah. And and you can't and you, what, although you can say Montreal is the only team in Quebec, you you there's a really good argument for Ottawa, who I think the stadium is actually in Quebec. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's in Lansdowne. That's in Ottawa City. But yeah. right, I mean, the bigger part of Ottawa is right across the river, which is what used From to be Hull. known as Hull, and is now uh, Gatineau. Isn't it Gatineau? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think they refer to so, it as Hall Gatineau or something like that. Yeah, yes. and and that's kind of where the uh, Ottawa Senators play. Yes, that's if right. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this. No, I, no, I've no. Been, the I've been out there once. Out in Canada, which is a suburb of Ottawa, which is way out there. Yeah, it, oh, it's way out there. Trust me, I've, I've gone down that highway and I said, "What the fuck is this way out here in the middle of nowhere?" There was cows everywhere, and everybody said, well, no, no, that's the hockey arena. And I go, why? Anyhow, um, beside the point. Uh, but so Ottawa is really a bilingual city. It's really a bi-province city. It's really the capital of Canada, so it may be a Canadian city. If you want to call it that Canada's got a team, it would be the Ottawa Redblocks, not the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I don't buy that one. Uh, anyhow, so I just – I don't think I have a point. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, okay, I I hate this concept completely. Although I understand it, I totally dislike it. I I I know that they have been talking to uh, Danny Machocha about trying to drag him away from the Caribbean, uh, Caribbeans, Caribbeans. You know who I'm talking about? Caribbean. Caribbean. Not to be confused yeah. with the ocean or the the sea or ocean or whatever down south by Florida there, right? Not to be different spelling. Well, I, yeah. I'm excited about this. Uh, good for them, taking this completely off track, and uh, we're going to go over and deal with segment one right now of our um, agenda that Charles so awesomely created, and which I put up on the. Uh, announcement for the podcast on let's talk cfl facebook group so if you want to know exactly what we're going to be talking about go over there and take a look at it because i've got all the segments listed in the comment section thought we'd try this i I wanted to try another chat because that didn't really work but uh if anybody wants to follow along with the show and wants to put comments just leave comments under that thing on our uh let's talk page and on, on the announcement that mark's posting and we will bring it live on the air for you. Okay, we'll talk just just for you. And uh, I get uh, things from uh, Phil Miller all all along here. Good new fan, gonna give you a big shout out, buddy. Thank you for all of the uh, big information. It certainly gives them the option to choose either city. CFL has stated before that Quebec City economically worked out better than Atlantic Canada. No shit. According to the economic studies, they had they they paid for. Uh, yeah, we all know that Quebec was a better option, but Quebec has really uh, stuck on the concept of getting an NHL team, and I think any mm-hmm. uh, diversion from getting a hockey team in that city is is just it's not going to get any attention from anybody over there until they get hockey. Once they get their hockey back, we could probably work on a football team into Quebec City. Uh, but, yeah. 
that's my thought. That's my feeling, my thoughts on it. Uh, I don't know what anybody else is, but we'll just kind of go along like that. Oh, my God. Mike Riley's on target. Did you see him throw that ball from, like, what, 20 yards away into this little hole? <sighs> wow. I guess that's yeah. why he makes the big bucks. Yeah. And Jared oh, made oh, the nice what a moron. if you so, hadn't seen that. Yeah, I saw that. I just saw yeah. that. I'd love I, to see Jared try and hit it, to be honest. If he sees says I could hit it, well, let's see you hit it then. Post yeah, the video, up, Jared. Let's see the evidence. Oh, uh, it's exactly what I'm typing. If you even hit the structure, I'd be impressed. Okay, so let's move on here. Segment one. After a few anxious moments Saturday night, the league and the, and the CFLPA finished up the new CBA, and it's been ratified who won and can both sides claim victory? Okay, first off, I'm not going to deal with this. It was ratified this morning, we found out, ratified by 75% of the membership. Now, I want to know, is that an apathy or dissension? Because we're talking about 25% of the players. That's a huge number, okay? 26% actually, 74% ratified. Now, was that 25 74% of the people voted voted for this. It, it had a majority of 74%, or was it 74% of all of the players voted to accept it? Okay, And many of the players didn't vote, so it could actually be 98% ratification vote. Um, I think if it was 98%, they would say that. But it doesn't specify. It just says 74%. Yep. Well, Maybe they're missing that other 26% because Solly hasn't gotten to them yet and explained it to them. He's still traveling <laughs> around and talking. He's, yeah, he's, he's a pretty slow-talking guy. I mean, you know, Charles and I met him one day, and he, he, he didn't, you know, he wasn't rambling off at the mouth too much. He was kind of really a mellow-talking guy. So, yeah, it could be. That could be it. He missed the vote, though, Solly. Get to work. Get back to camp now, buddy. It's over with. It doesn't matter anymore. Okay, we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, so who won? Well, without question, the players won. They got everything they asked for, in my opinion. They got med- better medical coverage. They got uh, uh, revenue sharing. They got an increase in the cap. Uh, they got uh, – what didn't they get? I mean, I seriously don't see what the owners got out of this deal. Where's the concessions? I mean, they got more uh, non-padded practices or, or less padded practices. They got fucking everything. I mean, they put down a shopping list and got it. They may have not got as much as they wanted, but they sure as hell didn't. What didn't they get? What did the owners get? Were, were there any concessions from the players that you saw anywhere? Anybody? It's hard to find one. Yep. Um, one I mean, would be the salary cap. I guess they, they would have wanted the cap to go up higher, I'm guessing. That would be one but, thing. But the cap did go up. Now, if the cap went the other way, if the cap went the other way, I would claim that a victory for the league or the owners. But it didn't. It went up. So that's actually a victory for the players. Did it go up as much as they wanted? No, that's their concession. But they still won. Right? Yep. 
They're, the cap's gone up. That's a benefit to the players. It's not a benefit to the owners. The owners now have to pay more money. I think it was Brendan Labatt. Um, I don't want to say for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was. I'm just trying to find it. Who isn't all that happy with it because it um, doesn't put them further ahead money-wise, well, he said. Yeah, no, he said money-wise, and yeah. the other one was the old uh, new American thing, like Christopher, you were asking about just before we came online. That, that was brought up. The uh, three American guys, or however many, they get yeah, the three years to be- in. There, there must be three American vets who have been on the same team for three years or in the league for four years to be on the f- field and counted as the seven starters. Right. Yeah. And this is what that big argument was over uh, over on Saturday. Yeah, but we never found out what happened. There was a lot of confusion. No, we never actually got the full story of what happened. We we know they were pissed about it, and we know that they solved the problem. I also heard that the CFLPA announced that they got exactly the worded or verbiage that they wanted. So something changed there, but we don't know. We don't know what. They haven't privy the, the, the simple fans what it is right yet or not. So much for league transparency under Bozo the Clown Commissioner. Yeah. And you wonder why people hate you. <laughs> what? What did I say? What? 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 You sound like Vinnie Barbarino. What? What? <laughs> Nobody on this podcast is old enough to know who Vinnie Barbarino is. We are. We are. The three of us. I, I don't even think Charles does. Three out of, Charles, three do you know who Vinny Barbarino was? Sure. Uh, welcome back, Connor. Well, I'm, I'm impressed. There you go. I, I'm impressed. John Travolta. Yes. I, I don't think you were Travolta's old enough when it was great. on TV, were you? Uh, I think well, I thought I liked Horseshack. I liked Horseshack better, but Vinny Bar- Barbarino was good. We all liked Horseshack. Who did? Yeah, like we all Horshack? liked Horseshack. Yeah, he was he was okay. He was pretty smart guy. We liked yeah. him. Hey, now, do I get to say my do I get do I get to say my piece on the CFLPA the whole thing? Please, please. Oh, oh, okay, I, I'm I'm going to be brief. Okay, it's signed, it's done. Seventy four percent of them voted yes. It's over. Can we play some football, please? Yeah, we all agree that. I'd, I'd I like to know I what the care what the I don't care what the players didn't like. got. I don't care what the players got. The twenty six percent. Are probably the guys without contracts right now. How does that sound? It could be. I, I just want to know what the hell they don't like. They they basically raped the league. Why don't they like the the agreement? That's what I don't understand. I mean, sure, the cap didn't go up probably as much as they wanted, but <laughs> when you look at everything else, it's pretty a much a player well, friendly. I would, I would assume it might have something to do with some of the veterans because they didn't increase the cap that much and next year they're going to they're going to 
increased minimum salary. So therefore, it takes jobs away from veterans. Okay, or hang on. Or they can't get their extra twenty or thirty thousand dollars. Hang on for a second. Hang on. Let's look at how yes, this is I'm happening. Hanging. You're hanging. What are you hanging on to? Um, the the well, cap goes on. up by fifty thousand dollars next year, but the cap also increases by twenty percent of any new revenue that the league brings in this year and this year from worldwide media, from an increase in the TSN contract, from anything. Right now, twenty percent okay. of that goes to the the goes to the cap. Okay. Right. The cap but, increases by that amount. So the cap might go up by $150,000 if that is 20% of what increased revenue is. Okay. So but they don't know just, what those numbers are. Okay. We, and they've never we do been not know what those numbers salesmen. are. No, they've never don't. been commissioned salesmen. So there's no hard numbers. So they're upset by it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody out there's been a commission salesman, but I wouldn't. I would I never am. be a salaried one. No, I've never. always been a commission guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the only person that can give you a raise is yourself. Yes, that's correct. You don't have to rely on anybody else. Work your ass off, do a good job, you make more money. There I was always the highest paid salesman in any organization that I worked in. I didn't work in a lot of organizations because I hated working for bosses and people who weren't as smart as I was, so I had to go work for myself. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, okay? It's true. I'm not true saying anything. I know it's a, it's probably a true story, but okay, between me, you, and the fence was Christopher. I hide my ego, okay? Why? Because then people don't hate me. <laughs> I don't care if people hate me. I know you don't care, but you know, Willie and his unicorn and lollipop world, he wants everybody to love him, okay? You better watch out with the unicorns. You'd be scary because some of them are trannies. Oh, my God. Did oh you just say that? He just did, yeah. Oh oh. Okay. Segment two. Let's move on here. Please. Are we finished with the PA? Please. Mark, did you say a, your yes. piece? Charles, are you okay? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We can move Mark, on. You just... okay. You sure? I, I don't yeah. want to cut yeah. anybody off here and, and do this, but Will seems to want yeah. to change subjects and directions and speeds and gears and everything else and move away from where we were. So let's just jump on to another segment here. Okay. Um, Adam no Konar, Bear about. Woods. Ertz Jackson and Roly Lombala are among high-profile releases heading into camp. Is it a bad look for teams that do this, or is it the cost of doing business? But it doesn't matter whether it's Adam Conar, Bear Woods, Ernst Jackson, and Roly Lombala. Oh, my God. All, Solly Aluminium got, got released by the BC Lions, that evil empire out west. Oh, my God. And let's talk about that for the next three and a half fucking weeks. Hey, do you know why they released Sully, Christopher? Who? You Did know, Saskatchewan you know release him, or are you just talking about no, BC now? No, why, why BC released him? You know why? Yeah, well, uh, we're going to talk about it later on, but yes. No, can I tell you why? I'll tell you why right now. Because okay. they're paying that Mike Rutt guy too much money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree. 
my uh, good lord. Okay, so is it fair to release fair. veteran players like this? Although Adam Konar is not really a veteran. Uh, Bear Woods, Ernst Jackson, did, and Roly Lamala. This close to it? this close to camp day. Is this is it fair? I mean, we've been going on and on about Solly for the last two weeks, and these guys were Didn't cut Kolar closer to camp. NBC? Yeah, Kolar signed in BC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. was released by Ed- okay. He was released by Edmonton. Why? Why is he yeah. on this list? Solly. Solly got, signed, got signed by. Yeah, by by the Riders. Exactly. So why is it really an issue for anybody that he got? Oh, because he didn't sign for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, which was his contract. He signed for one sixty in Saskatchewan. Well, he probably signed for 160 because he's not capable of pay, playing at $225,000. And you can buy a house in Saskatchewan for $27,000. So. Oh, I think so, yeah. It's a big no, no, house on the hill, isn't can. it? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there, and you're just eating it up tonight, buddy. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just um, having fun with it. Absolutely. But no, I mean, you know what? Veteran players get released because they make too much money. It's that simple. And but but hang on, have, that doesn't make you, sense. You can, Why release him yes, right at does. training camp? Hold hold on, hold on. You can only have a certain amount of veteran players making big dollars, okay? Yeah. And some some of them are fodder, and they get cut. I'm sorry, it happens. I I agree. And you know, if we come to the end of training camp, and we have had some young studs just absolutely blow up the camp and, and, and take a position away from a veteran, I understand the veterans being released at the end of training camp. But why would these players be released before training camp? That doesn't make sense unless they're trying to find positions for more players because you're only allowed to have so many players in training camp. So if these guys were so expendable that they're, they're, they're being, being pushed aside for training camp fodder, then why weren't they released prior to free agency, which is at what everybody was bitching about Solomon Aluminian? Well, but if you look at you look at a guy like Adam Konar, is is he stupid? Okay, and and this is what just hear me out here. Who, who is stupid, they, Adam? Yes, he signed. They signed. They signed Santos Knox, and yes. they signed who's the other guy from Toronto or well, BC? Come on, he's a they, big. Well, they did two two a, from Toronto, didn't they? And one from Hamilton. Right. What's his name? Yep. He's a big. He's a big guy. He's a he's a good player. Anyways, the writing was on the wall. Because why would you right. sign free agents? Why would you sign those free agents if you didn't think they were going to make the team? Of course, you only have so much room. You gotta you gotta give in places, and the writing was on the wall. Why they don't. Mm-hmm get rid of them earlier is maybe they're trying to find a way to fit them in. And if it doesn't work, that's the last thing they can do. I mean, to give, to give an Adam Konar or a Solomon, Solly can't say his last name, regardless of what condition he's in to give these players to other teams you don't do that in if you're in a competitive league, but sometimes you do not have a choice. It's that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a vision of what their team's going to look like, and obviously BC has decided to go with this vision. And in Solly's case, you take a look at Jason Herdman. He played most of the season last year. 
He did a fine job. Is he Solly? Not quite yet. Could he be? You never know. And he's also Canadian, is he not? Isn't Herdman Canadian? Yes, he is. Yep. He okay. Is. Yes. So, yep. and, Charles, and take that goes over. to your ratio. Charles, take over. Okay. Go ahead, Charles. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, no, you would say go. You can keep uh, finishing well, your yeah. thought, Will. Well, no, no. It's just, it's just they have a vision of their team, and like I said, Jason Herdman, he's Canadian. He's a ratio breaker. I mean, how many times, or Jordan Herdman, how many times do you do you get a middle linebacker as a Canadian? It's not very often. Okay, mm-hmm. so then you can get another American at a different skill position. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And I know it sucks, but hey, life sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mark. All right, Mark, what are your thoughts? You know, I get people being upset because they're releasing guys right at training camp. And maybe it did affect them, some of them, from signing on. But Chris Van Ziel got released by Toronto, and I think it was either the next day or two days later he signed in Hamilton. The majority of these guys aren't out of a job long. No. Teams have obviously put aside money from their signings, like Montreal signing people left, right, and center again on their defense. The whole Salt East thing. I get it from BC standpoint. Winnipeg did that this year with Chris Randall. We released <laughs> our best defensive back. Yep. Because he's old and he's expensive. There's young kids. What's the favorite motto in the CFL for the GMs? Younger, faster, cheaper. So you know, Herdman's not making anywhere near what Solly was. He's still on his entry level contract, isn't he? Yeah, he be. I believe he is. Yeah. Yeah, this is the second year, so he's making 54K. It's a big saving when you're going to be a... And everybody with this salary cap thing, the thing that they're forgetting is there isn't really no salary cap until September. That's correct. That's correct. You could have a $5 million payroll right now. It doesn't matter long as by September you're in line. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have a huge problem with players getting released. It it's, probably shouldn't be done, but again, if somebody stands out in training camp, Ed Hervey's trying to make the team in his vision. This isn't Wally's team anymore. Players are going to go now. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Gonna happen. It's that, it's that simple. I mean, how do you how do you think Sam Hurl feels right now? Do you no. think the writing's on the wall? He's got the passport. Mm-hmm. I guess. If if no, he's a you can use Hurl perfectly as a special teamer, and your third backup linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's got the passport. That's helping. 
Yep, it is. But yeah, I mean, I mean these these things happen. These things happen every year. Do you think I'm yeah. thrilled to death? Do you think I'm thrilled to death that Montreal signed Siante Evans today? No, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Montreal Not even close. So now, scary defense. So, so so no now kid. they have the two from two years ago. They have the two best shutdown cornerbacks in the CFL in yep. Tommy Campbell and 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 uh, what's his name? You know? Do you think I'm thrilled by that? Do you think I'm? Do you think I'm thrilled that I look around the league and I see Saskatchewan's defense and yeah, they got two Stampeders and then you got Hamilton. They've got a Stampeder. And it goes on and on and on. But it's part of life. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, guys get cut all the time. But tomorrow, if they had a choice and they had a better opportunity in free agency, they'd go to a different team anyway. So, of course they once would. again, going, going, back to, going back to Christopher's thoughts of the only loyalty in the CFL is the fans to the team. Period. And I'm not blaming these guys because they got to get paid. No kidding. But it goes both ways. But it goes both ways. Yeah, nobody's at fault in it. It's just it is what it is in professional sports. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're never going to see a guaranteed contract in the CFL. No. That would they be just silly. don't have the and, money and, to do it. No. And I'm sorry. I think that's I think that's what ruined the NHL. So. Yep. And is now doing to the NFL. <laughs> right. Because it doesn't matter how you perform, you're always going to make the same money. It's guaranteed. How how yep. how can you be how can you be motivated? I I always go back to the first year Theron Fleury played for the Flames. The first year Theron Fleury played for the Flames, he was at his all time best. And he was making 150k, yep. and he was just happy to be there. So, yep. Anyways. No, but it is what it is. I mean, like you said, it happens yep. every year. Players get cut before training camp. You know, once the um, once the teams, you know, they get down to it and decide, you know, which way they're going to go, it's going to happen. And like like you said, a lot of these guys have not had problems finding jobs. Most of them have been finding jobs relatively quickly. So it's not like they're cut and, oh, no, we're not playing anywhere this year. It's not That's not what's happening. So. so and the no. coolest thing about this, the coolest thing about their, this is there has been such an upheaval of players this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to make for the league to be more exciting this season. Of course, I guarantee it. Is. it. Yep. Okay. One hundred percent. Way more exciting. Way more. Exciting. On, on paper, the West Division looks like they're going to kick the shit out of each other to get first place. Well, and and the scariest thing about the West is you can't. You have to go into every game, and you have to win. Yep. yep. Because it's going to be tight all the way. And in the Western Division, you can legitimately make a case for all five teams to win the division. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and be the hard, scary, uh, the, you'd be hard-pressed to do that argument. 
I was going to say the scariest thing is the West looks so good right now. I don't think I don't know if the East is going to win a game against the West this year. No, we see that every year, and they always do. We said that last year, and they actually almost dominated the West. Well, for the first part of the season, they actually did. They did early on. I'm I'm back, by the way, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, we know. I'm still dealing with the crisis, and I'm not dealing well. We can't find a solution for it. Yep. Okay. All right. Are we moving on okay. to the next subject? Move on to the next subject. I don't. I don't know what. Where, what subject are we on here? We were still on the, we're on uh, number the three um, now. people releases. We're on to number three now. Okay. Sure, we'll move on. Solly has not reported yeah. to the riders' training camp. Is this simply CFLPA duties, or is there more to this story? Okay, now, Rod Peterson put this out the, today in his uh, 10 midweek things, and he alluded to uh, there being something different. You didn't hear from us on Let's Talk CFL podcast uh, last week or the week before. There was still lingering uh, long-term type permanent injuries with Ollie that he may not be capable of playing at the extreme level that he was at one time. Um, And uh, then we've got this story from Three Down Nation that he is um, going from team to team talking to the players about the CFLPA. Now, that may be the case. He may be doing that, but why? Because the CFLPA has a plethora of uh, paid personnel and or junior players and or anybody out there that could be doing all of this communication. It, could, it doesn't even have to be done in person, although it appears to need to be. But wouldn't you think that a player of the caliber of Solomon Aluminium to going to a new team to learn a new playbook, uh, it would be important for him to be there for all of training camp so that he can get accustomed to the new procedures, the new facility, the new program, the new everything else. And is it not extremely important for veteran players to come in there and guide and mentor the junior guys and, and help them make the team and get, get move themselves forward. I mean, isn't that the whole purpose of having veteran players? Not, I mean, not the whole purpose, but you know what I'm talking about? It, it's an important strategy. It's important for him to be there. It's important to the Saskatchewan rough riders to have Solomon Aluminian at their camp. How important is it for the CFLPA to go to team to team to team to chat about how wonderful they were in the negotiations after the goddamn thing has been ratified? If this was before the ratification of it, I'd understand it. But it's not. The thing's been ratified. Move on. Solly should be at camp, and he's not. So why is that the case? Why is he there? Is there lingering effects from his 16-week simple wrist injury, which doesn't seem very simple if it's 16 weeks long? 
Is there lingering effects from his, his injury that he is not capable of playing football anymore or not capable of playing at such a high level? We don't know this. I've been told that that's the case, and I believe it from a very reliable source. Um, Rod Peterson's alluding to it. Uh, there's different stories going around out there, but to think that he's going team to team to team for talking to the players about how awesome their negotiation team is, I'm just calling bullshit on that one. Well, well, you would you would hope, and and I can't see it being any other way. You would think that Saskatchewan would have checked out Solly's ability before they ever signed him to a contract. You would think they probably did that. I'm assuming they did that. So okay. I don't it's, think it's an Let me stop thing. for a second. When there are okay. multiple teams that are vying for his position, you don't have time to do that. You, you forego oh. the medical... You forgo the oh. medical exam to get your foot in the door to get him there. Now, you might say that the, he has to pass the medical before the signing bonus is paid, but I think they signed him before they did a medical. Okay, but and even if they did, if he's not 100% capable, they can cut him, right? They can cut him. Okay, so nothing missed, nothing fired. I'm thinking is... Is Solly also a wily old vet and doesn't want to put himself through training camp and get beat up that way because he's he's going to get beat up enough as it is? <laughs> Maybe that's what he's doing. There's a possibility. Okay, I, I'm just that's told that Solly has not reported for his medical yet. Okay. That's now, concerning too if I'm a Ryder fan. Well, yes, uh, it is. And, and, and that was brought up by Phil Miller here. But I want to – I'm going to counter Phil for a second, and just because I can. And I, it's not anything bad about our little fan here. Um, I had something here today from Rod Peterson, and he said, Julio thinks Solly wouldn't have passed the medical if he wasn't good enough. We'll see. <coughs> so I was discussing this with Rod today, and he turns around and he says that Julio – Julio, I don't know who this is. I don't know. The only Julio I know is Caravada. So uh, any Ryder fans out there can tell me who this is. Is this your trainer? Is this uh, your team doctor? Who is, Or is this some media personality that Rod knows? Who is Julio? And he thinks that Solly wouldn't have passed the medical if he wasn't good enough to do so. So that to me would allude to the fact that he he's already passed the physical, but then if Phil Miller says that he hasn't reported for the physical yet, well then that's a contradiction from what I heard from Rod today. And, you know, I, I, I just, I'm throwing things out there, but I, I want to know who this Julio is who thinks that Solly wouldn't have passed if he wasn't good enough. Now, if, 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 if that last part that says if he wasn't good enough, if he, he wouldn't have passed the medical, I would go, oh, my God, this guy doesn't think Solly could pass the medical. But then it says that he did – it seems to indicate that he did pass the medical, and he wouldn't have done that if he wasn't good enough to play football. But seriously, yeah. when you do a physical, I, I've had many of them. They've never checked my grip strength. 
true. Have you guys? Have you ever had your grip strength yeah, but, tested? But, but we're not we're not talking about a normal physical. Would you talk no, we're about not. Athlete in the CFL? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I was that. thinking too that I was thinking too that if they know what the injury is that Solly coming off of, I would think that that'd be something they would add in there specifically for that reason. Okay. Because they uh, know what kind of injury he's coming off on. Phil, we'll tell you about the cap in a couple minutes, okay? I like that comment, but uh, we're just going to talk about Solly for a minute. Um, yeah, and one of the things that I it, it, I love this Phil Miller. He's just uh, he's just helping us along here. He's and I guess he's are, are you a Ryder fan there, Phil? I'm trying to figure this out. No, he's in so. Calgary. Like I, I would think that he's a Ryder, Ryder fan, fan, but he's he's in Calgary, so I don't know where it's coming from. But uh, his comment was, which uh, was that the DD is dominating the offense at this point in time, and that a guy by the name of King may beat Solly out of a position anyhow. So if you're going to bring in this first-year player named King and he's going to take your $160,000 veteran out, that's exactly what BC did with Herdman. Right. So now are Riders the ogres that BC was two weeks ago? If it happens, you know the fans will jump on the riders. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> They'll be called a hypocr- hypocrite and everything under the book. So, yeah. I, I no wish question. Chris was on this show. Where's Chris? Chris, we need some help. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's the nutshell. That's that's going around on Solly. Uh, anybody got anything to add, Charles? You have anything there? Uh, no, I just uh, I find it a little odd that he's not there. Uh, the comment I made earlier today is that I would think that the CFLPA would have tons of pencil pushers and office people, and hell, they've got an executive director in Brian Ramsey. I mean, to me, they they would I would think that they would have all sorts of. Uh, people that could go around and talk to the players about this new deal uh, rather than have an active player that needs to be in training camp uh, to talk about it, I would think, anyways. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. And, uh, like, the other thing, they've already voted on it. Why do they need someone to come talk to them about it? It doesn't make sense. One of the thing reports that Craig Dickinson came out in the media and said that Solly's off, he's he's absent from – training camp with permission to do CFLPA business. Okay. Now everybody says, well, you you know, don't you believe Craig Dickinson? And my answer is no, because coaches lie to media all the time. I'm not saying that all of them do. I'm not saying that, you know, everything is a lie, but if you remember right away, do you remember back when Ken Austin lied to us, to the media, right? Bold face in the camera saying that Brandon bridge was having personal uh, issues down in South Carolina or wherever the hell he's from, and in reality, which was Brad, a lie. You know, sorry, what did I say? You Brandon Bridge? Bridge. Oh, sorry, not Brandon Bridge. I don't want to diss that poor guy. Uh, Brandon Banks, the ditch pig uh, receiver from Hamilton Tiger Cats, was actually having a uh, going away barbecue pool party at his yeah. house and was advertising all over the internet and Instagram and everywhere else. And uh, 
Kelly Bale, Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan, and myself were actually chatting with him online in in Messenger at the party, and he was grossly intoxicated. And this is day two of training camp. And yep. Ken Austin is in the media lying, bold-faced to everybody, that he has given uh, Brandon Banks permission because of personal reasons. So – Please don't tell me that coaches yeah. and general managers are not going to stand in front of a camera and lie on behalf of their players, especially ones that they actually want, uh, because uh, we saw it happen. Well, I, I can prove it happened. I, I, I'll, I'll go grab Callie Bale right now, and, and he'll tell you exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. It's without a word of a lie. That's exactly how it went down. I remember that. So, you know, coaches lie all the time to the, the, the media just because they need to. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying some things just don't need to be told. Okay. Moving on. Okay. So another little comment here. <laughs> all these little things from everybody jump on this Facebook group and just kind of tell us what you're thinking. Cause Phil Miller's doing a hell of a job here. He says the fans won't jump on the riders for cutting Solly. They've been uh, treated to so much tough love under Chris Jones, they're getting used to it. Oh my God, Weston Dressler's gone. Darian Durant's gone. Who cares? Darian Durant was never quarterback. He should never have been in the CFL. He was never that good. Okay, um, let's uh, take a step back here, uh, Phil, just to answer one of your questions. Why do we say that the cap really doesn't count till September? Well, until Labor Day, none of the contracts are guaranteed. Any team can release any player for any reason up until Labor Day. After that, those contracts are written in stone, and it's 100% going against the cap. So up to Labor Day, only the part that you've already paid him goes towards your cap. So you can grossly reduce your uh, exposure by ditching veterans at Labor Day. And it's been done. So anyhow, that's why... It's done every year. That's why we say um, the salary cap, we, it, nothing's written in stone until September. And that's why ditching Solomon Aluminium just before training camp because of cap issues, I don't buy it. You could play them for the first week, two weeks, month and a half, and then cut them. Mm-hmm. And you've got the benefit of his play at the beginning of the season and training your, your, your junior players as, as a seasoned veteran. I would be much better to keep him around for that, even even just to cut him at the end of training camp. But to cut him two, three weeks before training camp makes no sense at all. None. Zero. It's not a cap issue. That does not make sense as a cap issue to me. No, it doesn't. Not logically. I mean, could it be that, you know, BC is happy about releasing – $200,000 for the cap space? Hell yeah. I'm not arguing with that one at all. You know, Herbie's doing a dance over that one. But you don't ditch a $200,000 player if he's capable of playing as a $200,000 player. You don't do it unless you've got a viable, cheaper option in Jordan Herdman, who's coming in as, you know, second year of a rookie salary or a contract. He's probably making sixty, seventy thousand dollars, maybe, and uh, go from there. I don't know. Makes no sense on 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 ditching Solomon Aluminium. 
Okay. So let's uh, move on because I'm too too passionate about this subject. Unless anybody has anything to add on Solly. Mark? No, 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 no. No, we're moving on. We're moving on now to uh, Dron Carter says playing with Mike Riley could put him in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Who's buying that one? Do you buy that, Will? He's never okay. had before. That is correct. That is correct. So let's see. I mean, the best let's best see. quarterback he had was Vernon Adams. <laughs> well, no, wasn't he uh, in the latter years of Anthony Calvillo? No. And don't forget he disappeared no. for two no, years. No, 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 no. We we already did that on a on a previous show. He he came to Alouettes a year or two after uh, Calvillo retired, and actually after Tresman left. Okay. We already okay. did that. Well, yeah, like I said, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what he can do. I, 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 yeah, my jury's still out, and it'll be out for a long time. Yeah, well, Mike Riley's there for at least four years, according to his contract. Doesn't mean he's going to yeah. stay healthy for that long. And four years of uh, Deron Carter being top of the league, it could very well put him into the hall. Do you not? Do you not agree with that? Oh, well, sure, but the key word there for you is four years. Deron Carter in the league has he ever spent four years in the CFL without getting into trouble? Has he ever spent four minutes in the CFL without getting into trouble? Okay, I, I'm still not sold on this guy. Yeah, uh, okay, I'm still not okay. sold on him. Mark, that simple. What do you think? Christopher, are yourself and Charles ready for the thrill ride of Deron Carter? Because oh, he's really... just ramping up. I know, I know. <laughs> and, it, and it's only going to get worse with success. Oh, if he starts ripping it up, oh, it's going to be, be unbearable. I, I I don't know if I can take that. I won't hear smile. He still got me blocked. <laughs> On Twitter? It, yes. He's had me blocked for a long time. Okay. And he's just you know what? Here you go. If he has a good season, it's gonna it's gonna be all Duran's fault. If he has a bad season, it's gonna be all Mike Riley's fault. But nobody's Guaranteed. gonna buy that. <laughs> 
Okay, we cannot. We, we we're not going to put you up with what? that bullshit the from guy, him anymore. He can guy, blame it on whoever he wants. Thing. Well, the guy says things that nobody ever buys, anyways. So. But Christopher, didn't you say he'd been a good boy lately in training camp? Yeah, from all indications is that he's working his ass off. We'll see if he can continue doing it. He is, you know, he is known to... Has he spent more than two years with one team? Yes. He was three in Montreal, wasn't he? Three in Montreal. Let me look. Let me look. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in Montreal. He was in Saskatchewan, and he was in uh, Tirana. Uh He was with the Montreal Alouettes for two years, three years, 2003 to 2014. That's that's two years, and then again in 2016. And he had an absence in 2015 when he went to the NFL to the Colts. Okay. Well, then he sure. came back with two, two years in Saskatchewan, and then that that dismal, ridiculous. Uh, Jim Pop forcing him on Mark Tressman in Toronto. The one thing that doesn't work in his favor is the act Age? wears out fast. Yeah. And he never lasts anywhere. If Carter decides he's interested and wants to play football and nobody wants to convert him into a defensive back again, who knows? He could light it up. We've seen him light it up. Yep. Yep. Okay. We've witnessed it. In fact, if you go back to 2017 and go look in the YouTube video for top 10 catches in 2017, him and Brian Burnham are responsible for four out of the 10. Yep. They're now teammates on BC. No other team can say that. You add him to... Uh, Lamar Durant, Chad Johnson, and uh, who else we got? Those are two Canadian receivers. Charles, help me out here. I've been trying to think of another. We got Chad um, Chad Hall, Chad Hill, Chad. Chad Hill, Shaq, isn't it? Or Shaq Hill. Shaq Johnson. Shaq Hill. Shaq Johnson. Shaq Hill. Shaq Johnson. Shaq Johnson. Shaq Johnson. But there's another Shaq. There are two Shaqs. Um, there are two Shaqs that are receivers in BC. Yeah, there was Shaquille O'Deal once. His name was Shaq. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Shaq Hill. Out of Eastern I didn't Washington. I know there was another Shaq. Yeah. Huh. And uh, I'm just going through the list of uh, uh, wide receivers or, or slot backs. And he's really coming out and jumping at my name here. Uh, you know, there's Brian Burnham. They're on Carter, obviously. Um Who's Jevin Cody? I don't know what this. Uh, Lamar Durant. Shaq Johnson. Uh, Shaq Hill. Shaq Johnson. Uh, Jamal Jones. He doesn't even have a pitcher. Um, uh, Benjamin Plu. Don't don't know who this is. These are these are just like training camp fodder. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Shaquille Wright, who I, looks like he was a bomber. Ryan? Yeah. Who am I looking at here? He looks like he was a bomber. Uh, acquired in free agency 2018. 
He, he played for BC in 2018. Oh, he was with the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Uh, Josh, uh, Will Watson. No, that's a white guy. I mean, shit. How good could, how good could he be? Uh, okay. Charles, what's your thoughts on this? You're a BC Lion fan. You uh, you don't like the possibility of Jerron Carr coming and playing with Mike Riley. Do you think that his off-field or on-field antics are really going to take away from the game? I think he disrespects the game on a regular basis. He does, and that's what annoys me. Um, uh, I like him on the field because I think he's a very talented receiver. I've always thought that. Off the field is where it really um, jumps out at you. Some of the things I've said before, and I said it when they signed, if he just comes here and plays football, he'll do fine. If he comes here and starts popping off and making a spectacle of himself, I want nothing to do with him. And I know a lot of people say, yeah, he plays better when he's – when he's, you know, popping off. Being the ass. Being the ass, sure. But he's got maybe the be- he's got probably the best quarterback in the league throwing to him. If he can't shut up and be successful with that, then you know what? You got to you got to be uh saying then you shouldn't be here. I mean, come on. He's got Mike Riley throwing him the ball. This is by far the most talented quarterback he has ever had as a CFL receiver. All right? So shut off, turn off the off-field stuff, go out and play football because you're never going to get a better shot than this. So it's time for him to really, uh, you know, uh, tighten up and, and, you know, get working here because if he can just go out and play football, he's going to be fine. I think it's going to be a huge... They could be a, a dynamic combo, Mike Riley and Brian Bur- or Mike Riley and um, um, Deron Carter, and then he's got another receiver the same caliber as him on the other side of the field in Brian Burnham. So you're gonna have to double team one of these guys, and then maybe the under guys like Shaq Johnson or Lamar Durant or Shaq Hill, who we're talking about. Maybe they have a breakout because Burnham and Carter are taking so much. Uh, attention away from them. So this is really, um, I think, the make it or break it. Deron Carter has had lots of chances in the CFL. If he can't make this one work, I can't see anyone else giving him a shot because he's got Mike Riley throwing him the ball. If he can't make it work, then I don't see a, a reason for anyone to touch him. Can't argue. Absolutely mm-hmm. can't argue. But I do believe that when you leave Deron Carter alone, he plays amazing football. He played amazing football in his first year in Montreal. He went out and hugged the official after he got the touchdown. He got a penalty for that, and everybody went on no, him. that was and Chad Johnson. Back. That wasn't him. Was that Chad Johnson that, that was, did that? That was Ocho Cinco that did that. Okay. Uh, my, my apologies. Yeah. I might bet on that one. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it it's just – but it's one of those stupid things that he would have done. 
Oh, sure, I could see him do it. He also ran through the bench and ran over Rick Campbell in the Ottawa bench and just just ran right over. Oh, the I remember. I remember that too. Yeah, I said he should have got banned from the CFL for that. I don't. Yep. I still don't. Dis- I don't disagree with my comment. I think he should have been. But then he um, also takes the fans bowling into movies. Yep. And, and, and that's cool. Okay. Yep. yep. You know, I would go if he if he put that out in the open right now. I would go with him just cause it would be mm-hmm. entertaining. Give I mean, you a story to tell. Oh hell yeah! I I I I'd take the podcast live with me. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think he's got some amazing possibilities. And if he wants to come and play the ass, as long as he is putting up numbers, as long as he is he's catching footballs, scoring TDs, and putting yards on the field, and helping his team win football games, I couldn't give a shit what he did. Simple. I really don't care. What kind of an ass he is. I do not like him just disrespecting the game. But as it says, what counts more than anything else in football? W's. Yep. And if he starts bringing W's home and the BC Lions are looking like they're doing okay this year and it's because of Duron Carter, how can I argue with that? And I'm not being hypocritical. I don't like the guy. I don't like the way he disrespects the game. I don't like his antics. I don't. But I'm going to let him get away with it if he's going to put numbers up. Anyhow, that's it on Duron Carter. Moving on. Segment number five. Uh, Corey Chamblin has named James Franklin as the Argos' day one quarterback. Is this a wise move? I think it's very competent for Dave Dickinson to declare Bo Levi Mitchell the number one quarterback of the Calgary Stampeders. I think it's in the best interest of um, Devon Claybrooks to name Mike Riley the number one quarterback in BC. I think that it's okay for Craig Dickinson to name uh, Zach Claris the number one quarterback in Saskatchewan, or Matt Nichols, or Mazzoli, or Trevor Harris. But I don't think anybody should be named in Toronto, and I don't think anybody should be named in Ottawa at this point in time, because simply there is no clear top-end quarterback at that point in time. My philosophy. I, You know what? If he's just not absolutely standout and, and – and if he ripped the league apart last year, I would I would guarantee it. But he got pulled in more games than he finished. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm not buying naming him the starter at this point in time, unless he has done something absolutely spectacular, or McLeod Bethel Thompson is done something to not have the job. My personal belief, Charles. You made a comment in there. Go ahead. I don't think they should name him right off the bat because, quite frankly, he hasn't earned it yet. 
Uh, I know, um, you know, they brought uh, James Franklin to Toronto to be the number one guy to replace Ricky Ray once he was gone. But he did not uh, get the job done uh, last season when he was given the starting role. He struggled, and eventually they had to uh, pull him and put in McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Uh, so I think those guys should have been a uh, – they should have had a proper quarterback um, competition and given the job to the guy that um, – give the job to the guy that uh, performed the best in the preseason and in training camp. Uh, I think it's kind of short-sighted because, quite frankly – Players play better, I think, in a situation like that when they are in a competition. When they get given, just handed the job, they're just going to fall back into relaxation. Let the um, let the um, uh, training camp uh, take its course as it may, and then go with the guy that played performed the best throughout training camp. Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson came in and played some very good games last year. So uh, I know he's older than James Franklin, but at this point, uh, I think you go with the guy that gives you the best chance to win. And right now, based on what I saw from him last year, I'm not sure if um, James Franklin is that guy for Toronto. So, no, I would not have named him the starter right off the bat. I would have made him earn it. I mean, there's a couple of things that we've said before is that, you know, we thought that the starting quarterback for a team, particular team, whether it was Montreal or it was Saskatchewan or I don't even remember where it was, but we had said at the time that that quarterback wasn't even on the roster yet. Mm-hmm. You remember that? That's right, yeah. I don't remember that what the scenario been, was that we were talking about. That might have been the, Montreal, to be honest. Yeah, that's been a tire fire for a long time. I don't think uh, the quarterback still might not be there. (laughs) Go on. It's a true story. But, you know, but that's what I mean. I mean, we don't know who's going to be the capable starting quarterback, and how can a coach come out and designate that? Does that make – does that put a fire under the ass of uh, Bethel Thompson, or does it deflate him? How important is that, that for him to just know that he has no hope? Coach doesn't doesn't think I'm capable. I mean, does that deflate him or does that, uh, you know, pump him up? Could go either way. I don't know how it couldn't deflate him, although maybe it motivates him to, you know, play and then once he does get a chance, make the most of it. So you're right, it could go either way. It could go either way. We don't know. And, I mean, it's the same thing. It it, it could go either way with um with with any of the quarterbacks. We don't know who they're going to be. We don't know how good they, they're going to be. Yeah, and, and Brandon Bridge is another good example. He looked like the big stud and, and, and never actually performed. He was absolutely terrible. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with a two-by-four. But, you know, and, and but there you go. Everybody thought he was the next great, what, Air Canada, and they were calling him all sorts of wonderful things, and it just didn't materialize. Quarterbacks 
look really good in relief. They look like studs in relief. But when they actually have the weight of the world or the weight of the team on their shoulders, a lot of them cannot perform. They buckle. And it really looks like James Franklin was one of those. My opinion. William, over in the corner being really quiet. Yeah, well, that's the only thing that can be around James Franklin is really quiet. You know what? He had probably one of the best quarterbacking gurus in the history of the CFL at Mark Tressman last year. And he, sorry, looked like a deer in the headlights most games. And I don't know if he read his his headlines when he went to Toronto or something, but he just wasn't good. And I like Bethel Thomas better than him. Um, but maybe he showed something in training camp. Mind you, training camp's only been, what, three days? Three days. days? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, this was done so before camp like, started. Like, is, is there that much difference between him and the backup? Come on. There was not much difference between them last year. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe he's gonna be good, but I guess I guess it 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 puts confidence in him, you know. So you know who's gonna be the starter, so he can prepare like a starter. And let's see how they start. Because I'm I didn't see anything last year to say that he's gonna be a good quarterback. And he's been in the CFL for a while. So yeah. I mean, I the Edmonton fans that hated him leaving actually wanted to toss Riley aside and, and, and yeah, take and, and James now Franklin. They be paying, now they should be paying Toronto for taking him. So, yeah. Cause, I well, mean, they would never have gotten Trevor Harris. Well, I was going to say, if James Franklin had assigned in Edmonton again, they would have, have had no chance of getting Trevor Harris this year. So Zero. That's true. Yep. Yep. So, you know, what can I say? But, yeah, I let's see what he can do. Mark. There's not a lot I can add, but it's put up or shut up time now for Franklin. I a lot of players in this league. Yeah. Well, for Franklin right now, he's been the next one for, what, two years, three years, and didn't show any of us anything last year. This is a big, this is a make it or break it year for him. Yeah. And, you know, Charles was talking about uh, Bethel Thompson's confidence. What does that do to Brandon Bridges' confidence? He's now third string probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brandon Bridge, Brandon Adams, uh, Jonathan Jennings, uh, you know, Dom, Dom Davis, this, these are all put up or shut up years for these guys. Yep. So you would think you'd want these guys going in there, knowing the job's open. Can You got these guys fired up. They got to take that step forward. Now it's, well, I guess it doesn't matter. So, yeah, he's going to go through the motions. He's probably sewed up the backup job because they don't have anybody else but Brandon Briggs. <laughs> And and to me, that just blows my mind that Toronto would be doing this. Unless they were competing all three of these guys for the starting position, 
Why would you have Brandon Bridge and Bethel Thompson in your back roles at this point in time? I mean, I understand Bethel Thompson because if, if Franklin goes down, you need somebody with some experience to come in and step in. That's why Kevin Glenn still has a job, right? Or actually, he doesn't have a job. But you know what I mean. Um, but your third string position is always supposed to be looking for a diamond in the rough. Who's the next starter? Most of the backup guys we know is not they're not going to be starters in the CFL. It's just not going to happen. They're not starters. They're there to t- come in and take over if they need to and be a mediocre better than mediocre quarterback. Nobody's expecting them to come out and 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 go nuts and take over. It, it so rarely happens. It does happen. I mean, even Bolivar Mitchell did that and a lot of great quarterbacks were back up and they, they, they got their moment to shine and, and, and they came out and, and did extremely well. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but for the most part, your backup quarterback is never going to be a starter in this league. It doesn't happen that often. It just doesn't. It's true. Right? But your stud, your third string stud. I mean, look at BC back a few years ago. John Beck and Jonathan Jennings. Who thought John Beck was ever going to be capable of taking over the BC Lions as a starting position quarterback? Nobody. No one. But he was there in case all uh, Travis Lule got injured. He could come in and, and be serviceable. I mean, at w- one year we had Travis Lule and Kevin Glenn because we you know, didn't know if Travis Lule was going to be able to start the season, and he didn't. And then he got hurt on the third quarter of the first game that he was playing and we had Kevin Glenn for the rest of the season your second string quarterback is not supposed to be a starter unless something happens to your number one and then he's just supposed to get you to playoffs Mm -hmm. but your third string guy is supposed to be the work in progress he's not just there to hold the you know, the field goals and, and do short yardage. He's there to learn. He's there to learn. It's, it's the apprenticeship. Okay. Charles, you have anything to add? Well, I went Franklin. on this one already. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. My apologies. I was the first hey, one now, to go. Now we're going to, Flip this one right over, upside down and backwards, and we're going to talk about Rick Campbell and uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks and the fact that he is forcing Dom Davis and Jonathan Jennings to compete head-to-head for the starting position. If we think that it's a stupid idea to designate James Franklin the starter in Toronto, we have to agree with Rick Campbell's philosophy in Ottawa. Am I correct, Mark? You are correct. Who do you think is going to win this competition? Dom Davis, Jonathan Jennings. I'm. I have to go with Jonathan Jennings after seeing Dominic Davis in Winnipeg, in Calgary before that. And yeah, you know, you look at his stats; he has a ton of touchdowns because he was the short yardage guy on the goal line. Dom Davis. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. We've seen what Jennings can do. Now, it was only one year, really. We've seen what he can do. 
5,000 yards. But we've also seen the other side of him. Yep. The interception machine. And when he tries to do too much, if they can, he's the best bet they have. Dominic Davis is not a starting quarterback in the CFL. He's just not. He's the best chance they have. It's good that they're uh, having the competition. Maybe Davis will prove everybody wrong, and he'll be great. Who knows? But at least it fires the guy up that he's got a shot. I think it's Jennings. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure Dom's ever ever showed anything that, that he would be a starter. Charles, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I've seen uh, Jonathan Jennings have success as a starter previously, but quite frankly, I've never seen anything out of Dominic Davis that leads me to believe he's a capable starter in the CFL. Um, I really believe that uh, if you're giving an edge to someone, uh, I'm giving it to um, Jonathan Jennings because he's just shown me more. I have no problem with Rick Campbell doing the, uh, the the quarterback competition in training camp. As I said with Toronto, I think that's what you should do. But if they come out of training camp and Dominic Davis is the starting quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks, what does that say about Jonathan Jennings? Is he done at that point? Because if you're getting beaten out by Dominic Davis, you've got oh, some real issues. Pack it up and You go might as home. well just pack it up and go home because, quite frankly, there ain't nothing coming back from that because Davis has shown nothing as a starter. So, And a few years ago, Jonathan Jennings was seen as one of the up-and-coming quarterbacks in the CFL. And if he goes out and loses to um, the job to uh, Dominic Davis, then he, uh, I don't know if he comes back after that. <laughs> You know, something that you just said there, if Jonathan Jennings loses the starting role to Dominic Davis, uh, do you know who Jonathan Pye is? No. One of the, he's a news media personality down in the States. He's got a British accent. He goes on some, some rants and stuff like this. He did a rant on the day that Donald Trump got elected, and mm-hmm. he made a comment of Hillary Clinton, how big of a shit do you have to be to lose to Donald Trump? <laughs> Question. I just it just kind of got got caught me off guard there. Okay, uh, William, Jonathan Jennings, Dominic Davis. Do you agree with well, Rick Campbell's philosophy? And I think, uh, who I do you think is going to come out of the gate? I think Rick Campbell's doing a fine job watching this, and I'm sure after the first five days of camp, he said to himself, "Fuck, I need a quarterback." I'm serious Because Dominic Davis Is not going to get it done Jonathan Jennings has a past But he hasn't done anything in two years So I I don't know If Jonathan Well Jonathan Jennings got to get the call Because he is even on his worst day He's ten times better than Dominic Davis But He he hasn't showed it for He hasn't showed it for two years and I don't know if that thing got fixed in his head in the off season. Who knows? I guess we'll see once the season starts. But I'm sorry when when 
when you think about it, three years ago, you had you had Trevor Harris and you had uh, Henry. <laughs> what's Burris. his name? Come on, huh? Henry Burris. Henry Burris. Henry Burris. Yeah. Henry Burris, and now you got Jonathan Jennings and Dominic Davis. Oh, how a, the world collapses! What a step okay. backwards, eh? Okay. Now, and Willie's complaining. And Willie's complaining about Calgary losing all their players. Okay. Well, they still have a couple of good ones in those spots. Okay. So, well, they still have Sonopoly, wow. so you gotta got gotta gotta give Ottawa a little bit of credit. Yeah, but you need someone to throw Sonopoly the ball. We know, we know, we know. I mean, that's the same with anything, right? Uh, so, and you know what? Maybe, maybe Jonathan Jennings needed a, a, a change of scenery. I hope well, so because you know what? First two years he was awesome. Yeah, first year okay. and a half, anyhow. He's, first year and a half. He's a, he's an he's an athlete. He's a football player, but he just okay. hasn't showed it recently, and I I don't know why. I just don't know why. Well, I think be... a lot of things got into his head, you know, the Eric Lindros syndrome where, you know, you, you you go off and you think you're so fucking shit hot that you need to renegotiate your salary and you need to take liberties and you need to do this and I don't have to work so hard. I am just like this, a natural at this and I'm just a rock and roll star and everything else. And I really believe that that's what Jonathan Jennings was doing. I really believe he, he was – Leaving his own press clippings. Reading his press clippings. Right? And, and and living the thing. And then, then he came back the next year and he didn't, you know, he, did, he didn't do very well. And the year after that, he still didn't perform. Why? It takes a lot of hard work to be a professional athlete. Unbelievable amount of work. And, and for Ed Hervey to call him out in the media and say that he was lazy, okay, Regardless of how you want to counteract that statement by Herbie, there's got to be some truth to it. He wouldn't say shit like that unless there was some truth to it. He was either trying to jumpstart Jennings into doing something or he was trying to get uh, leverage up in, in negotiations. There was something there that was happening that Jennings wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Now, I like him. I think he's an extremely talented quarterback. I wish he was in BC. But he didn't do what he – he didn't live up to his hype. And that's what's bothering me about Jonathan Jennings. Can he put the press clippings in the scrapbook and put it under the bed until he retires? Because until he does that, Dom Davis may just beat him for the starting position in Ottawa. And how big a shit do you have to be to do that? Mark, go ahead. No, I agree with you. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Fight with something here. Here we go. Dead air. Yeah, no, I've gone on this. I've gone on this already. Oh, you've gone on this. I'm sorry. That's my dead yeah. air. I apologize. Yeah, it's it's just it, it. I don't know. I don't make sense. And you know, we have talked. Right, Hamilton Tiger Cats pretty much have got their quarterback situation stabilized with Jeremiah Mazzoli. Now, I don't think Jeremiah Mazzoli is top tier quarterback to win a, 
a, a, a great cup. I don't think he's the guy that's the, in Hamilton that's going to be able to walk through the Eastern Division the way that everybody thinks that he has. Now, that being said, he's in the Eastern Division, and he could very well walk through the Eastern Division because he has no goddamn competition. He's got James Franklin, Janice, Jonathan Jennings, and Anthony Pepkin. So he doesn't have to be that good in the Eastern Division to take a walk through it. But do you honestly think that the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the situation that they have with Jeremiah Mazzoli can go into a Grey Cup game against uh, Mitchell and beat him? Or can go into a Grey Cup game against Riley and beat him? I don't know. Depends on the rest of the team that both, both Calgary and BC field. I'm sure it's not just one player. But if you want to put the quarterbacks toe-to-toe-to-toe, he doesn't even hold their jockstrap for them. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. It's just it's not there. He's, he's, you know, it, it's, it, the argument would be, is he who's better or worse, uh, Matt Nichols or Jeremiah Mazzoli? Because I think they're both about the same thing. They're serviceable quarterbacks, but they're not capable of taking it to the next level. Okay, and I know there's a lot of arguments, but I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are capable of taking Nichols to the next level. They're they're going to drag him kicking and screaming to a Grey Cup game. If they get there, it's not because of the quarterbacking situation. It's because the rest of the team has stepped up. Okay, and I don't think the Hamilton Tigercats have got what it takes to step up and win the Grey Cup game. They might step up and get to the Grey Cup. But that's just in the Eastern Division. And I'm sorry, I've got no respect for the Eastern Division at all. And uh, while we're on this topic, what we've done the quarterbacking situations in Montreal, or sorry, in Hamilton, Toronto, and Ottawa, what, what do you guys think about Montreal? Anthony Pipkin and Vernon Adams. They're going to go with Any Pipkin, better? I think. Well, they're going to go with Pipkin. I don't doubt that. I think Ottawa's going to go with Jennings, and Toronto's going to go with Franklin. But who's the better? Uh, I'd take Pipkin over Adams, I think. You'll take Pipkin over Adams. Would you take Pipkin over Jennings or Franklin? Uh, that I'm not sure about. I don't think so. I'd take those guys before I took Pipkin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. does that mean that Toronto or Montreal is just shit? Because they have yeah. brought in some really good players. They have signed some fabulous players in the off season. That's some, I mean, just Siante Evans they just nailed, right? Yeah. I mean, if you go back through free agency, and I said this on, on air quite a while back, uh, right around free agency, about a, a week into it, was that Toronto and Montreal were quietly building sleeper teams. Right. They were just picking up good quality players, not all-stars, but they were filling their entire roster with uh, with good quality players. Not all-stars, but good quality players. And that's what you need. You need your working class team. And that's what Hamilton is. And, you know, Winnipeg's a little bit better than that. Do I want to compare them to – I'm not comparing those two teams to Montreal. Please don't, don't – I don't need hate mail about that. I'm not comparing Montreal to Winnipeg in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that you need a good team overall. Every position has to be good. Football is a team sport. You to take that to the next level, every one of those positions has to step up and become better. 
I don't think Montreal's going to be the shit team that we think they are. I just don't think they're going to be good enough to do anything. Well, probably not. Carry on, Charles. What's your thoughts on Montreal? Pipkin. <sighs> Vernon Adams. Uh, Siante Evans. Who else have they recently signed? I honestly think that Montreal is not going to have a terrible defense. I just think that this team, like last year, is just not going to be able to score many points because I don't have a lot of confidence in their offense. I mean, look, who, who are their, their receivers over there? I mean, they got uh, B.J. Cunningham, don't they? He's still there? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Steven Atacula, do you remember him? He was former BC Lion. I remember, yeah, I do. Uh, what's his uh, name? The guy from Edmonton, did he not yeah, sign there? No, I think he went to Toronto. You talk about Darrell Walker? Yeah. For some reason I thought he signed in Montreal, but maybe that, maybe it was, maybe I'm wrong, maybe that was Toronto he signed with. Yeah, I think he went to Toronto. Yeah, you might be right. I'm going down there. Oh, Devere Posey. That's who I'm thinking signed in Montreal. I knew, I knew they had signed a, a good receiver, and I couldn't remember who it was. Now, you, you know that the the rookies, they, they don't have pitchers, right, when you're going through the roster. Right. And, and you, you know, you got other players that have got their pitcher in their uniform for this year or that last year or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've all got mo- mostly Montreal Alouette uniforms, but then they signed a couple of studs yep. from somewhere else like Santi Evans is there and Jervis Harris is an old lineman and oh Jeremiah Johnson the running back yeah okay for BC Lions get a lot of work yeah uh Lacombo is there as a linebacker running back is still yep. Stefan uh, Logan is a kick returner still kicking yeah he's doing well Spencer Moore is a fullback brought they brought him in uh, Christoph Norman, do you remember the fullback? Yes, I remember him. Yeah. But the amount of pitchers with no people in it is there's huge for this team. There's a lot for Montreal. There's, there's a lot of right Montreal. now. There's a lot of, lot of people with no faces. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in Montreal. I mean, what else have we got to do? Nothing much. Okay. Moving on. I'm going to love this next thing because I, I am so I'm so done with it. It is so ridiculous. Uh, this statement that, that, that only the this has got to be a three down nation article, was it? I, I I don't know. I had to go back and look at it right Actually, now. Actually, no, it was TSN. TSN, because I cannot believe somebody so stupid would come up with a ridiculous comment like this. And it says Trevor Harris says he is ready to replace Mike Riley in Edmonton. Okay, so first off, mm-hmm. you're brought in as the number one quarterback. You fucking better be ready to step up and take over the position. Okay, that 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 doesn't even need to be said. It's just expected. You're there to 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 play football. You're there to win games. So don't be telling us that you're ready to step up and replace Mike Riley. And second off. There's no one in the league that can replace Mike Riley. He's the number one quarterback in the league. You lose him, you've lost something. Okay? 
Now, if Bo Levi Mitchell had stayed in the United States into the NFL, Calgary Stampeders would have lost Bo Levi Mitchell, and they could replace him. At the time, they could have replaced him with Mike Riley. But you can't replace Bo, Le- Bo Levi Mitchell with Trevor Harris. Okay? You don't replace that caliber of football player like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Will, I know you're just fucking smiling from ear to ear right now that I am giving kudos like that to, to Mitchell. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a fact. I can't, you can't argue with that. I'm not going to argue with that. Okay? So speaking of Will, when he's giggling, come on, open up your mic. Tell me what you're thinking here. I, I, I'm, I'm speechless for the first time in my life. I don't did believe that. Say, I did that to you last week too. Did you Did you say caliber of player? Yeah, I did. Bo Levi Mitchell, but no, no. But you said anybody can play in Calgary and be successful. I think anybody can I, play in Calgary and be successful. I'm thinking. I even thought my grandmother, who's been dead for 50 years, could be successful in Calgary. No, no. Okay? no you don't don't you be ridiculous. Bo okay. Levi no. Mitchell is a high-caliber player. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. I can, yeah, die, a, for I can Will. Die, a, I can die a happy man now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm in an and, argument and, right now on the Facebook group with somebody who, who I think is uh, – Dylan Sweets, who is uh, telling me that uh, Bolivar Mitchell was an MOP last year. He's the best quarterback in the league. And I'm going it's only because the media was too scared to give it to the person who deserved it, who was the out-and-out all-star over in Edmonton, but were too scared to do it because he didn't make the playoffs. Even Trevor Harris had a better year than, than Mitchell last year. Last year. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback. I'm just saying he had a better year. Well, I'm not surprised that all the, all the defensive players that went down last year, or all the receivers that went down for Calgary last year. Yeah, well, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so what do you guys think of Trevor Harris? Mark, open up your mic. Tell me what you think of Trevor Harris coming up with silly-ass comments. Because are they silly ass or am I just being a goof? No, he's not gonna. Re- he's not gonna replace. Well, he he is gonna replace Mike Riley. He's already replaced Mike Riley, but in body, he's Well, we don't know that yet. No, he we could don't. replace Mike Riley. I I doubt it, but he could. Okay, but. Is he, or are they soon going to forget about Mike Riley and Edmonton? I don't think so. I don't think so. And when you, someone says they're replacing him, you forget about the other guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, Mike Riley re- replaced Travis Lule? I mean, we're <laughs> not going to forget about Travis Lule, but we've moved on, definitely. Okay. Right. Mark, because I'm, I'm sure that that sure sounded like Will. But go ahead, Mark. Um, you all know pretty much what I think about Trevor Harris as a quarterback. He's not going to get to beat up on the East anymore. 
Now he's got the games against the West, where it's a whole different animal. The, the whole thing with replacing Mike Riley, like Will said, you don't replace Mike Riley. It just doesn't happen. Um, it's just the media doing what they always do. You've got to get the clickbait going with the stupid headlines. Uh, it's really all it is. I guess TSN's learning from three down, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, he's not replacing them. They're not going to. It's going to be interesting to watch Edmonton. They may actually make the playoffs this year based on the team changing and getting better. Not necessarily, obviously, not a quarterback, but the team itself looks on paper like it's gotten better. So who knows? But I'm not expecting a lot out of Trevor Harris. Never liked him. I'm not going to start now. Just don't see it. Go ahead. Hey, Charles. I mean, I wouldn't. I would expect them to say not. I wouldn't expect them to say anything else. To be honest, I mean, the the guy's not going to come and say say no. I'm I'm not ready to replace him. That's not going to happen. Uh, but I'm sorry. I mean. Mike Riley is like a generational talent. He's a guy that, uh, though, I mean, he's going to, by the time he's done in the CFL, he'll be thought of as one of the all-time greats. There are many people that think of him as one of the all-time greats already. Um, And I just don't see Trevor Harris as that caliber. He's a good quarterback. Uh, He plays well at times. But I remember even back to last season, we were talking about good Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris and how he was pretty much consistently inconsistent um, in the last um, few years. And he can't be that type of quarterback. And Mark's right. He doesn't have the uh, Eastern Conference to beat on now. He's in the Western Conference. It's a different ballgame out here. So... He might not uh, be getting away against some of these softer Eastern defenses. So while he's done well for himself, uh, got his team to the Grey Cup last year, had some good regular seasons, let's see what he does in the West because it's a different ball game out here. No pun intended. Well, maybe a bit of a pun intended. Okay. There you go. William. Trevor Harris. No, not really. Um, Never liked him. I think at best he's overrated. Um, (laughs) But, hey, you know what? Maybe Edmonton has signed Trevor Harris and they're going to put a team around him because they haven't really put a team around Mike Riley for two years. Okay, so maybe it'll make a difference, but man, the West is going to be scary this year. It's going to be scary, scary, scary. So um, I don't know if he can put up with that kind of heat and that kind of pressure, but we'll see. And once again, I, I, I think he's got one of the poorer head coaches in the CFL to to be behind, but you never know. You never know. Maybe Jason Moss's intensity 
One of the things I've never liked about Trevor Harris is I don't think he's that intense. Maybe Jason Moss will rub off on him a little bit. Never know. Hang on, hang on. I have a, a thought here, and I think I'm correct, and I want to make sure before I come off and say something silly and stupid. Uh, he was the uh, offensive coordinator in 2015 with Trevor Harris there, was he not? Yeah, but uh, Henry Burris yeah. was the starter. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, and was Trevor Harris there in 2015, or was he still with Toronto? No, he was with... Uh, are you sure? Ottawa, was he? No, I'm not. 2014, no, 2015, he was with Toronto. 2015. All right. To Jason Ma 2015, he was with, still with, with Toronto. He didn't go to the yeah. Red Box until the next year. So it, yeah. it's hard to say that there was relationship there because it simply wasn't. Oh, he was a QB coach in 2014 in Toronto when Trevor Harris was there. We oh, can say right. that. Yep. Jason Moss, before he went to Ottawa, he was with Toronto and was working with the QBs, which would have been Trevor Harris. So they do have a rapport together. Uh-huh. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, hang on, I gotta watch the show. Uh, we're running out of time real fast. I'm interested to see if we're gonna have any sort of laid back um, 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 Jason Moss this year. Or is he still gonna be running around throwing headsets and beating up on Gatorade jugs? Uh, Tigers don't change their stripes. No, um, probably not. We're gonna do the last one really quickly because we got about. 15, 20 seconds on it. Bolivia Mitchell says this may be the smartest offense they've ever seen. The smart mean the best. Um, I don't know how you justify smart, and we don't have enough time to deal with it, but uh, how is it the smartest team? Does this mean they're the most educated or they're, they got the best playbook recollection or how does that all work? I don't really have a response. To that, that is one of the stupidest comments I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what it means. It it, it it doesn't work for me. Okay. I would get, I would I would work go with work ethic. I would go with uh, skill set. I would go with talent. I would go with anything but intelligence. That doesn't work well in a football team to me. Okay. Uh, this is Best Talk CFL podcast episode number three hundred and twenty-two. Been your Christopher Jones, and uh, yeah, I'll make all the mail, all the hate mail. Will McDonald, okay? Will McDonald. Uh, Mark, say goodnight. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Okay. Charles, Wednesday night, guys. Next week is Wednesday night again. Charles, say goodnight. Yep. Good night, folks. We'll talk to you next week, and guess what? We'll actually have a game to talk to because there's a game on Sunday. So, what well, game to really? talk about, Seriously? anyways? Like right now? Yeah, BC like and Edmonton soon? on the 20th. Yeah, BC and Edmonton oh, on and, the 26th. Oh, it's not, it's not televised. We'll have to listen to it on the radio. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Too bad. We're uh, relying on stats. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's cool. William. 
Good night to the fans. Good night. Good night, everybody. It was nice to talk to you. And give Mike Riley a break just because you hate Christopher Jones. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, shit all over me. I don't care. But back off on the Mike Riley thing and the and the Solomon Aluminium thing, the BC Lions in general. Come on, just leave him alone. Let him play football. You guys take care. Love you all. Cheers.